Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and today I am joined actually by three special guests. All the volunteers have left me and I have the the uh, the real the real hard working warriors. I have the wives. I have three lovely ladies. I have Ash's wife Cass. Hey. I have Kevin's wife Megan. Hello. And I have Joanne, which is Scott's wife. And uh, today we thought we'd do something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to go for kind of a Valentine's Day episode. Um, seeing as it's coming up, the day of love, we figured we'd get the wives in to uh, dish the dirt on the boys. Um, but a little bit more on the lines of something where we're going to kind of talk of some pros and some cons and, and how we feel um, we keep our family running and why it works so well. Uh, we've had a lot of people reach out to us um, and say, you know, how do you how do you get everybody so involved? It sounds like your wives are quite supportive and some guys aren't getting that from their end. So we're hoping that this episode can uh, can kind of shed some some light on that and, and we can see into the life of the firefighter wife. So uh, we will start with uh, start with you there, Joanne. <laughs> sure. Start okay. with me. So uh, Scott's been on. Scott's been on quite a while now on the department. Yeah, I think out of the wives here, I might be the one who's been here longer than this group here. Right. right. Yeah. So he's been here. Yeah, he started off not. Well, he is the training officer right now, so he wasn't originally, and started off as a rookie, did his time, and yeah. 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 He's. Uh, He's a massive asset to what we, we, we go through. And you are too yourself with all the things that, that you do. Um, Joanne is a massive help when it comes to when it comes to our seminar, for example. Mm. Um, it's it's a massive undertaking trying to deal with not just our fire family, <laughs> but, but, but the yeah. All the yeah. Yeah, the five hundred more that end up showing up and yes. then all of theirs and, and everything else. So John's a, a big part of the planning in that. Um <laughs> how did you how did you manage to get reined into that one? Um, sort of like a lot of the things in this department, you're kind of voluntold to do things. <laughs> <laughs> and when your husband takes on something, um, that role came up and and it was something just with um organizational that I've done in the past with event planning I had um, previous experience so I jumped in and I've been doing it now oh I want to say five seminars now so and we have it every two years so yeah that's about right yeah about 10 years we've been in that department so 10 plus years and it it gets easier every year right it it does and that's because we have fresh um, members that come in people with new ideas um, awesome new wives, of course. We wouldn't be able to do it without them and all of their time and and all the talents and uh, that they bring to it, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess because uh, 
I think Megan, because Kevin joined after... After Ash. Ash, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So you're kind of the newest in (laughs) into the group. Say the newest and probably the least involved. Um, I kind of have... Well, I've been getting my university degree while Kevin's been with the department, and I just finished that in April, so... Yay! Yay! Um, But yeah, I I haven't had a ton of time to sort of participate in a lot of the extras myself. Um, That being said, I mean, I I show up for small periods of time here and there, but um, certainly not to the level that a lot of the other wives are here, like Joanne or um, some of the others, but... It, it's <clears throat> and it's always tough to dedicate any time to any of this there's so much that goes on even behind the scenes um, and it, you, you kind of think guys and girls are only here when the alarm goes off and it's it's really not the case yeah. um, people Lots are here bring us in yeah yeah all the time yeah definitely you and know? and um like you say when you're like I don't you know you say I'm not here a lot but I think that's what makes our department so different too is that when you have that time, you're there and it's understood because there's that appreciation of each other that, you know, we know that we all have these other lives and kids and school and responsibilities that we just have um, these um, ties as well that tie us into the community, but that's also what brings us all of this experience and knowledge and that we're able to bring to this department though. And I think that's what's so unique and maybe that's why other departments are there might be some families saying that they don't have that support, but I think that we have that here because we are that fire family that they say. Like, I think we take it to that step where it is somebody that, I mean, case in point, fire family, we had a piano to move in our house. <laughs> and I remember that day. We, yeah, and, and we put a call out, like, we just put a text out and said, can we get some help? And people showed up at our door, fire family showed up, we found a solution how to move this piano from where it was coming from into our house and we made it happen funny enough a couple weeks later they moved a second piano for another fire family that was was actually my piano it was (laughs) excellent yeah so yeah i was i was gonna say too and and during that piano moving adventure there actually a call came through and everyone dropped what they were doing and the piano was on my deck and everyone jumped in trucks and drove off really fast and that was actually pretty comical to to witness, but <laughs> yeah, it, you need uh, you need Benny Hill music when the pager goes. Pretty off. much, yeah. when we're all in one space at yeah. one yeah. time like that. Yeah, because I think there is six or eight guys there, mm-hmm. and and you know we live maybe two blocks, you could say, from the hall, so uh, it's it's a pretty quick response time, and yeah, it, uh, they just sort of flew off the property and dropped the piano, and away <laughs> they went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would agree. The the fact that we all and it comes again to that volunteer side of things too, right? Where we're all part time something else, you know. And it, it's even if you say kind of I'm my job is this and I'm a firefighter. The time I think if you really looked at what you kind of put into both. You, you couldn't just say that it was half and half for it, you know, you, you end up diving more into this, especially it seems, on the firefighter side, um, especially with the, the training team, which mm-hmm. um, a lot of your, your husbands are 
are a part of. Right. I know Kevin's obviously coming back from an injury. A series and so, of injuries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he's on the mend and, and coming back in and ready to go. But the training team, for example, they put in time right. here, there, and everywhere. Like they're constantly, outside constantly of, yeah. outside of it, right? Yeah, it's on our calendar actually. All the dates that are when I'm when he is doing this extra time that isn't on his volunteer schedule time, Browster or whatever. It's not that paid, you know, on call time. It's something that they give because they love it, and and it's kind of like it's not like it's their hobby, but it's their passion. It's what they want to do. And because they want to give of themselves, which I think is so important because as parents, which we all our ladies here, we, we have kids and such. And in our family, our kids know that when the pager goes off or daddy's um, setting up a training scenario or something's happening, it's why they know why he's doing it. They may not like it, which as wives, I don't always <laughs> like it, but I understand it. And I also know that it's important, um, not just for our community, but also for our kids to see that this giving and this selfless act uh, that you give of yourself when you volunteer to make the world a better place, to make your community a better place. And, and that's really important in our family. And that was something that I don't know if your husbands or your partners talked to you at all before they joined the department, but that was a discussion we had. <laughs> I so. uh, yeah, we had a long discussion because I I forbade it for, I think I held out for a year, <laughs> um, and I, you know our kids were obviously younger then, and part of it was you know me starting to go back to school, the kids being really young and. Uh, oh, and we were both on search and rescue at the time too, and I just didn't feel like we had enough time to give any more at that point, and I was right. <laughs> um, so yeah, once um, we kind of stepped back from search and rescue a little bit, or at least I did, then I was much more open to entertaining the the notion of him joining. So, but yeah, it was it was a long talk leading up to it, and and mm -hmm. I did put the brakes on it for you know a solid year at least yeah I when I met Ash he was already on the department so I didn't have the conversation with him but my dad was a volunteer firefighter not in this town but a couple hours away and I remember as a child loving that my dad was a firefighter <clears throat> I thought it was the best thing in the world it was super family we went camping all the time with the firemen um, every Saturday they did like family hour at the hall so we all went down watched movies they had shuffleboard pool everything like that there was a candy store like two minutes away that we would always get two bucks for my dad and run over and get candy and being like a daughter of a fireman and being a wife of a fireman completely different <laughs> um, yeah. I remember countless times my dad was a captain by the end and um I would look at his helmet all the time and be like, I'm going to be a firefighter. Like, this is my dream. Um, I don't know how many times I looked up how to become a firefighter and stuff, but I was never nervous when my dad went to a call. I was like, oh, okay, my dad's going to a fire and didn't really think much of it until I watched 
I think it was Backdraft. <laughs> and Scott's favorite movie. Oh my gosh. I ran upstairs, bawling my eyes out, yelling at my dad, how can you do this? This is awful. Like, I never really thought about being a firefighter before, the danger portion. Now with Ash, all I think about is the danger portion every time mm-hmm. there's a call or whatever. Um, the panic, I remember. I was fairly new, and... Um, I texted another firewife at one time in a mass panic, like, how long do these calls take? Like, should they be back by now? Like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Like, it was awful. I've calmed down a smidge. It's about 10%. Yeah, yeah. I still am pretty on edge um, all the time. Yeah, all the time. I haven't calmed down. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's a lot different being a daughter and a wife, for sure. Like, our kids love it they think it's the best thing my daughter especially like loves anything to do with the hall like goes over the top wears her fire department sweater like any (laughs) chance that she gets um so they don't see the danger portion too much which is really nice um they just love being involved so that Mm. is cool to see because i see her looking at ash the way i looked at my dad and it's it's really cool to see that's fantastic mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah yeah it's it's funny that you know you say you see you now see both sides of that coin mm-hmm. with your with your dad and um i think we've had that same kind of conversation with spence as well because mm. spencer's dad was a right. member of the department for forever mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, since the dinosaurs started making fire and um he said the same thing you know you're sat around the kitchen table the pager goes off there goes dad in a rush right you hear that funny noise speaking of that noise and speaking of how it feels when that goes off how does that make you feel ladies well i think Cass sort of touched on that how you and yeah. you know what i get super nervous yeah. yeah all the time and i you know what when i was an early firefighter wife i was exactly the same yeah and i'm I, going on three three yeah. years i think yeah. yeah so i'm hoping it will calm down a bit I listen (laughs) to what type of call it is for sure Mm -hmm. um but even then yeah I like I don't sleep if it's a night call like I toss and turn look at my phone all the time turn my sound on when he leaves so Mm -hmm. that if something happens I don't know I'm paranoid (laughs) (laughs) I'm the worst (laughs) you're worried yeah yeah and that's okay it comes with it and I I definitely used to be like that um you can actually ask some of the department guys that I used to actually get up and I would start baking. And then I would bring it down to the hall when it was these long, because I'd be like, oh, structure fire? Okay, they're gonna be there at least this long. Like, as, when I hear that it was actually a structure fire, not a false alarm. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I have enough time to what, make muffins or maybe this. So, um, cause I knew I wouldn't be able to sleep. And so I would do that. I don't do it as much now because I have kids and such. And, and I did have kids. I'd like pack them into the van and just drive them down. And then, but it gets a lot better. I must say that you just, and it comes with knowing that their training that they're doing and the trust in that and knowing that they're equipped and they have this brotherhood of all these people who have their back and that they they have the knowledge and they have the skills that they're going to come back so 
Absolutely. Mm. I think a big part of that that we we noticed was when we did we did our very first open house <coughs> last year. End of last year. End of last year? Yeah. Mm, yeah. That was out of the training grounds. Yeah, right? yeah, down at the training mm-hmm. grounds. And it it was the first time we'd done it. We didn't really advertise very well. It was kind of a last minute put together thing. We did the, it was a great thing that we did, but it seemed like there were more of just the fire family there, the, the fire wives and kids. And uh, we kind of had a chat about it. It was, it was like, well, we didn't really get many people through. And it's like, you know what we actually did though? We showed our family what we do, the things we have to go through and how safe we are when we do it. And hopefully that will make them understand a little bit more when we're out there that we're actually taking care and we're being cautious and we are trained to do these things properly. And I think that was a really nice takeaway from. I think it was. I think that was. Uh, I think it was Ash that had said that actually. But again, you know, it's it, it is one of those things that I'm sure it makes it easier a little bit. Knowing I was, <laughs> that we know what we're doing. I was definitely nervous when Ash said that he was going to start being on the training committee. I was worried that he would be like less hands-on, more like on the outside like looking in and I'm like oh like can you do more training though and like keep learning and he explained it to me a lot better than what I pictured in my head because I'm like you need to keep doing things I don't want you to just telling people what to do I want you physically hands-on and then he explained that it's quite hands-on so I was happy about that for sure yeah yeah it's I'm you know I'm probably the opposite of (laughs) you guys well Joanne you're probably around my level now but um, I think being in search and rescue kind of primed me for it too because when we were in search and rescue and we would get a call um, you know we didn't typically both go because we had the kids at home Um, but the search and rescue calls you know they can be like 12 hours long quite easily so I think that kind of got me used to him being away and in different situations Um, but yeah I'm, I'm not not nervous about it. I, it doesn't bother me. Um, you know, if I can't sleep, if it's a night call and I can't sleep, it's maybe more because I'm curious about what's going on mm-hmm. and I'm waiting to see it pop up on our local uh, news blog that we have in town here because uh, there's the pictures show up pretty quick on there. So um, they're, they're there quicker than oh, us. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, right? So yeah, I mean, and, and The same goes, I think Cass mentioned it, you listen for what type of call it Mm -hmm. is. I definitely do that. I try and catch what it is, Um, you know, if it's an alarm or if it's like a car fire, I typically just go straight back to sleep. (laughs) Um, If it's a structure fire, then I'll probably stay awake, but again, more because of curiosity thing. Um, I mean, there's some calls where I, you know, I don't remember that it happened when I wake up in the morning. Um, so I barely register him leaving or coming home. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely and register that. There was one of those recently and, you know, it's funny because he came home with an injury and he had to show me his broken finger when I woke up in the morning. <laughs> 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 um, but I, I know the amount of training that goes into this and I know that, you know, everyone has each other's backs. Um, you know, injuries on the job are rare. Um, serious injuries more so rare obviously but you know these guys are so super trained that there isn't a safer group of people for Kevin to be out with on one of these calls so 
um, yeah, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I think something too that was really great, and I'm not sure, I think both of you were there, was when we had a wives appreciation. We've done it twice now, actually. Well, it was my favorite. So, yeah. yeah. So when <laughs> not they driving actually, the truck, though. <laughs> <laughs> so what they did was they ran us through a lot of their training exercises. So we got to experience having going through um, their uh, fire. What do you call it? Your burn building. Burn building, and um, we had done car extrication and auto X and yeah auto X and driving the truck and yeah that was that was a fun time it was right and just having the experience in like okay this is what they go through and this is what the experience when a call comes out and um and it was really cool in the burn building where you can feel how hot that is and you're like okay this is what it's really like um previous like the first time they did ran us through this there was a really cool scenario where they actually um, did a blindfold over our, because we were in full gear, of course, you know, all their gear and the boots and everything, and it's heavy. And then they um, put tape over our masks so we couldn't see where we were going, so you actually had to follow through a building and then find somebody and pull them out. So we did that as well, and one of them, and I was like, this is hard work. Like, I have a new respect now. Yeah, I think we did it in, like, July. It's mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. the best time of year to wear bunker gear. Yeah, I was so <laughs> sweaty. I felt container. bad for the firemen yeah. that gear I was wearing. But um, <laughs> yeah, that it was super super fun to see. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're, that I actually uh, the the guys have talked a lot about that one, and mm-hmm. I know Rob's wife um, was going to be on tonight as well, but before she can make it, but uh, she just absolutely loved um being in the burn building and, mm-hmm. and going through that stuff as well so yeah it's really cool yeah. and i think um like that experience is just it's something that i think that if any of the wives can do it they should like mm-hmm. just because then you just know what's going on yeah yeah it helps mm-hmm. so yes we're super safe yes we're well trained and yes, we have phenomenal women at home waiting for us to come back doing all of the the things that unfortunately we can't do while we're out doing doing the job. So you guys get the kids and you get, you know, the responsibility. Um, it, how do you, because uh, it's, it's got to be tough, you know, because you're, not only are you worried about your guys being out there, at least partially or at least everyone else is apart from Megan <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you've obviously you, you still got the kids too and you've still got to deal with that and, and kind of control the rest of the day and you have to change your plans now so when these yeah. things go on plans just instantly have to change and you have to now uh, make those things work so mm-hmm. how do you how do you kind of manage that in the chaos that it is for sure there's you know sometimes when it just comes at a bad time and you are irritated when you hear those tones go off Um, but the same time a lot of times it's they're not going to be out very long you know there's a lot of just straight alarm calls they're they're out and back Um, if it's something more serious well then I just you know they they got to deal with it like it's if there's a fire yeah you got to put it out if there's you know a lift assist or whatever it might be someone needs help then yeah that's probably more important than my dinner plans that night I can accept that um 
it's, you know, more when it's like the 17th false alarm from one certain business that week that you start to get pretty annoyed about. But um, that, you know, those things are usually dealt with and it doesn't happen too much anymore anyways. I think the worst was for this one call. It was May. Ash and I had only been together for a few months. Um, I had met his ex twice and it was his daughter's birthday party. And I was at that birthday yes, party too. You were, yes. <laughs> and so it was awkward. Like we're all adults or whatever, but still awkward seeing your boyfriend's ex-wife in a family setting, you know, you're the outcast. And so you're sitting there and I'm like, oh, at least I got Ash here. Yep, fire rolls through. He leaves me alone at his daughter's birthday party with his ex-wife. And, uh, <laughs> that was probably the worst timing of any fire call. Like he left me alone at a restaurant once, and yeah, I would take too. I would take that over being left alone. I mean, we all get along really well now, and not that we didn't before, but it's just I barely knew her, and it was just an au- awkward situation to be in. Um, so that was probably the hardest struggle of a fire call but the kids seem to be really good if I think it's going to be a short call we keep the kids up for Ash to come home and at least like say goodnight because t- that means a lot to Ash to be able to say goodnight to the kids but if it's going to be a late night you know I just tuck them in say that Ash loves them and that they'll see them in the morning but um, you just do what you have to do continue making dinner or you know, play with the kids or whatever it might be, or it hasn't been too bad, so not too many bad timing ones, luckily. <laughs> the middle of the night ones are a bummer because I wake up and Ash isn't so stealth coming in at nighttime, yeah. so, um, and then usually he's all jacked up from the call and wants to talk about it, and yeah. I yeah, get up a at. little bit earlier <laughs> than he does, so um, I'm like, just tell me about it in the morning. But, um, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, you're lucky, because mine doesn't go to bed until he talks about it. Uh, Ash is, like, 50-50. He's pretty good mm-hmm. at understanding that I have to get up earlier than mm-hmm. he does, so he usually says something super quick and then gives me a kiss goodnight, and then we'll relay the rest in the morning, unless it's something really crazy, then, of course, we'll sit up and talk about it, but... Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that, you know, when they, that's part of that, why they, it does take longer sometimes on their calls, and I understand that, and sometimes I get really irritated that I'm like, okay, we have a radio at home, and I know that call was (laughs) over how long ago, but they need that decompression. They Mm -hmm. need that to talk about it at the hall after they need to do that. And sometimes I appreciate that because then I don't have to talk. Otherwise he's coming home and talking to me about it, (laughs) which is fine because that's what I'm here for. And that's what the support is for. And that's what we're, you know, I knew when this happened that this is part of that um, fire family thing that we call ourselves. And, but at the same time, I know that there, when he needs to talk about it, I'm like, maybe you need to go talk to one of the guys about that. (laughs) So, yeah. <clears throat> so on that note, let's just fold over into another scenario. Something happened on a call where we didn't necessarily um, save the person or mm, persons right. involved. Sure. And obviously we see some interesting things, um, things that probably a lot of people shouldn't get to see. Mm-hmm. 
And we carry that with us, regardless of however any of us feel or think about it. It's all kind of in the back of the mind somewhere. And like Scott says, he's you know it doesn't bother him now, but maybe one day it'll it'll come back to haunt him. Mm -hmm. And Spence deals with it constantly as well. And we spoke about it with Ash the other day too. So, and I know Kev's got some demons in the closet from it as well. How do you help? How do you like what happens with your guys? Is it just they come home, they're quiet? Um, how do you how do you take control of that? How do you help them? Ash is really good at texting me right away, um, saying he's back at the hall or whatever. Um, he'll tell me it was a bad call and that he'll give me a call. So he calls me right away, tells me what happens, gives me a heads up that it didn't go you know the way it should have. Um, he's only had a handful, not too many, luckily. Um, he does get quiet. It usually takes him a little bit longer um, to show a reaction to it. At first, he's fine, and you're like, oh, okay, like, this is good. And then maybe a couple of hours later or the next day, all of a sudden, he's not himself. Um, I actually, one of the calls, I ended up talking to my dad a lot about it, asking what he did when he had bad calls, how I could support Ash, because... I had no idea what to do. I didn't know if there was a program in place or how got people. Mm. There was lots of Googling um, on my <laughs> part, talking to my dad a lot, um, seeing how he handled calls and stuff. But Ash is really good at least letting me know that there's something. And then um, I kind of can see the signs now that he's a little bit off. And I just, you know, try and support him, tell him I'm there, not push too much. Um, but he, he's getting better at being more open about the calls, so. That's good. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's just having that that um, safe place for them to be able to talk about it. And, and um, I think like the officers call quite a bit, yeah. too, like after a call. Yeah. I know he said, oh, you know, so-and-so called, this officer called, checking up and stuff. They and yeah. Yeah, and they there are services that are within the department that are available to them as well, so they will call in somebody if they need that. And they've even called it in for wives as well mm -hmm. when things happen. So, because we deal with the stress as well because of the, you know, things that come home or things you've even heard or maybe community members that you know that it's happened to because we are in a smaller community. So it does affect us as well. So we've had those counselors and the services that have come in for us. Um, but definitely having the the um, department and the members there to talk it through, that's something that's very important for them as well. So as much as I want him to come home right away after a call, I understand why it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to take a step back and that's his, that's his way of dealing with things as well. Yeah, it's like a decompression chamber after mm -hmm. you get off the... You get off the bus and your adrenaline's still rolling and you're all sorts of tired and fuzzy and blurred and mm -hmm. sometimes it's it's not even about talking about the core. Sometimes no. it's just absolutely doing the opposite of that, but just venting to the boys about something different for however long it takes just to cool off, calm yourself down before you can go home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, th I think, um, you know, our department is probably one of the more open and communicative ones as well. Um, I don't really feel like there is that whole mentality that you gotta, you know, toughen up and mm. 
and not talk about stuffing, it's totally opposite, is that you're really encouraged to talk about things. Um, you know, like Cass said, that you know the other guys are always checking in if it's been a bad call. Um, you know, they'll even, I've had, if it's been a bad call and Kev's been on it, I've had, you know, the other guys check in with me to see how Kevin's doing, and, and mm. that's very appreciated. And Kevin knows that they're doing that, and he appreciates it too. Like, we're all just looking out for each other. Um, and I think that's super helpful and super important too in an environment like this. Because mm-hmm. um, like you said, like it, it does haunt you and you do carry it around with you. And this is a volunteer gig, but it's, you know, it really can affect you and your family and everyone around you if you're not dealing with things or you don't feel that you can talk about it to someone. So I'm very thankful for that. Mm. <coughs> I couldn't agree more I know that it's uh we all we we try to talk about it a lot here obviously but again you you've still got something ticking away in the back which you're going to take home with you and you're going to probably end up having that conversation at home so it does affect you guys as well at the same time and obviously you know kids and everything else get involved with that because dad's a bit weird or mum's a bit weird for a little <laughs> bit right because they've got to go and have their time in the corner mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, I can understand that would be it's, it's challenging, one of the big ones. Uh, let's talk about something a little bit cheerier, shall we? <laughs> so um, the family events and stuff we do. So you know we have the we have the water slide during the summer, and uh, we get all the kids together for the Christmas parties. We have the Christmas party stuff with one of our guys dresses up as Santa and mm-hmm. you know it, it's we have a lot of family interaction and I think that's part of why along with a lot of other things but it's part of why a lot of the wives and families get involved constantly with all of the things that we're doing with the charity events and the, the fireman's ball and the seminar and things like that so how do those things make you feel I'm, I guess the question would be more if uh, if there were guys listening to this or girls listening to this that want to get their partners and spouses involved more and to help them understand why they do what they do, how would you advise them to do that? I think part of it is probably just, um, you know, having those little sort of get-togethers um, is important so that the wives get to know the rest of, you know, the rest of the fire guys or the rest of the wives or... Um, yeah, it can be when your when your spouse first joins the department, it can be a little daunting. You know, they have a whole new group of people that they're associating with, and um, chances are, in a small town, you might know them, but you also might not if you're new to town. Or you know, Cass went through that. She was new to town when uh, she joined up with Ash here, and and gradually, you know, got to know us. Um, but yeah, if you have, you know, like a. a you know, something as simple as like a summer barbecue, or it doesn't have to be a big elaborate event. Mm-hmm. It can just be, Some you know, kind of social. Yeah. yeah, and just put it out there and invite people, and you know, see what happens. It's, it's not going to happen overnight if you if you don't already have a cohesive group like that. But just you know, try a couple events a year. I would say start with that and try and get people out. Yeah, having really casual events that we have, like, <clears throat> um, and even 
like you were saying, the charity events that we do. So our drive through breakfast that we do and the wives aren't involved in that, but it's fun to drive through or the car wash mm-hmm. in the summertime that they've done before. That's and the, a really the kids fun love night. it too. The yeah. kids are always there and participating in those things and mm-hmm. definitely yeah. the parade that we <clears throat> have every year where the kids are involved in the water fight with that in the community and um, and even the um, the Christmas truck that we have that goes around the community. And that's a full week of sharing this Christmas cheer that we have through the community and with our music and. And we're not expecting anything back, but it's just something that the kids look forward to every year, as well as the members and the wives and department. And the whole community looks forward to that exactly. one. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's a huge... Can you imagine there's if a we big didn't following. do it, they would be like, what? Yeah, yeah it would be so, like the end of the world. You're yeah. lynched. Yes, right? <laughs> Pitchforks so, and torches. Yeah, there's definitely <clears throat> that. So um, creating the community within your department comes from you participating in that and bringing it forward and um, yeah then the support comes from there because you have a better understanding of those families that are supporting your husband while he or your partner while he's at a call and then knowing that um, there are others that are going through the exact same thing that you are the same feelings the same um, understanding or missing of dinners or birthday parties or whatever it is like just knowing that that's there it it does help and it brings you closer as a department yeah I was definitely super nervous my first event um Ash was like oh yeah just go on down sign up for some things and um (laughs) I didn't know what it was a seminar right um no I think I I didn't do anything with seminar that Mm, year it was um the fireball okay yeah so (laughs) It was um, a lot, but the moment I walked through the doors of the hall for our first wives meeting or whatever, everybody was super nice. I happened to have known um, one lady, luckily, Um, but yeah, everybody was so friendly, and I work out of town, so I have quite a commute, and so I was really nervous that, like, people were going to look down on me, that I wouldn't be able to volunteer as much time as some of the other ladies that lived in town, but they were all like, oh yeah, just, you know, sign up for what you can, and even if you can't, just show up when you can, and I think that's, like, what Megan does sometimes, and... That's my schedule. (laughs) Yeah, and it works out perfectly, like, everybody will just show up when they have time, Mm -hmm. and then just jump in, you know, get their hands dirty, and we all seem to have fun, they're... We all get along. There's a huge age group from the beginning to the end, and you know, there's no drama, and everybody just helps each other out. And I think that's <laughs> no drama amongst the wives. <laughs> Let's clarify that. Yeah. 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 The firemen are a completely different yeah. situation. Yeah. Zero drama. Right? Zero that's drama. That's the rule. But actually, you know, I was thinking about that today, and how you say like the drama, right? But that's in any kind of family that you mm-hmm. have. Yeah. You're going to have drama, right? You're oh, going to yeah. have attitude. You're going to have hurt feelings. Personality. And whatever, right? Personality. Yeah. But that's what a family is, right? That you just People roll seem with to it. get over it pr- yeah. pretty easily or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, somebody might have a different idea or not hear what went on on a conversation 30 seconds ago. But, um, <laughs> you know, we get it done. <laughs> yeah. Move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. Yeah. So it's it's nice hearing these things, and I'm sure there's a lot of 
people out there that are going to share this um, for other people to listen to. And I would definitely encourage anyone who is a rookie um, or thinking about joining to, to take this and maybe play it to their wife. Because when you sign on, and I know we've said it in a few episodes here, when you sign on, you're not just signing yourself on. You're signing on your family, your wife, your kids, and their time too. And not necessarily for their time directly for them to be involved. Maybe they can't be. But you are going to be signing them on for the time that you're not there yeah. and for the things that they need to now do because you're not available because mum and dad or mum or dad are out on a fire call doing whatever for uh, however many hours. You know, it's it's a big it's a big burden. Um, but as you've heard, it is also very rewarding for yeah. everyone involved. It's adjustment, but it's one that I think that, like you're saying, the communication before you decide to join a department is very key. And or as you're <laughs> joining with somebody who is on a department, and just that experience is um, it, the rewards of it are great but then also there's that um, the volunteer is from the family's point of view it's not just yourself giving yeah. and it's it's a hard job too you know like it's obviously firefighting it's not all fun and games <laughs> there's some you bad gotta be a little stuff crazy that happens to run into a fire right <laughs> yeah well and it's not just fires too it's it's the yeah. mbas and it's you know yeah. the there's all sorts of different calls that they participate in and, and a lot of them don't have or not a lot of them but there's some that don't have ideal outcomes obviously so um yeah it's there's a lot of fun and games and then there's there's the other side of it too and you just have to to know that and accept that and be prepared for that as definitely, as a partner definitely need the support at home though i couldn't imagine like a single parent trying to be a firefighter or something like it's mm-hmm. Or just a single person, let alone if you have kids or not, just to go home after a call to an empty house. I think that would be really tough. You need the support, whether it's good or bad, for sure. Um, it's tough, for sure, like we've all said. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, it makes Ash crazy happy. Um, mm-hmm. He has an amazing group of friends. Um, I, in turn, have an amazing group of friends that I get as well out of this deal. So, <laughs> um, it's a win-win. <laughs> Yeah, we, like, before Kevin joined the department, um, we'd lived in town for a number of years, but we were never, I just feel like we've really put down roots since that he's joined the department um, Mm -hmm. in the community. We know a a lot more people. Um, We're just way more involved, and so I'm I'm very thankful. And more of a tighter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no matter, and and Kevin's gone through some injuries in the last year, and we always had people there willing to help um you know whether it was like oh can you please pick up my kid from school because i just can't do it right now yeah or you know something more serious like you know i i need someone to come to my house right now and help with something like Mm -hmm. there's always someone there you always have someone to call on and and you know that someone is going to come help you so that's been through this year that has really meant a ton to both of us there you go <clears throat> Ladies, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Um, that was fantastic. I'm sure, again, a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this. And uh, yeah, again, thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
Good night, everyone. Stay safe.